just so you just know. So you know. You kick it kicking in, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, oh, oh let's go. Let's go. It's time to turn up your radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kicking It with Kate Marie podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And I say this all the time and I really mean it. I appreciate each and every one of you um, from my my loyals to the ones um, who watch us every now and then. And And if this is your first time, Welcome to the podcast, okay? Here at the K Marie Podcast, we are a podcast for the culture. I love my people, and I like to enlighten our people. I like to bring um, things to our attention that we need. I like to help us grow, you know, in, in every area of our life. So if I can just do that for one person, all this is worth it, you know? So that's what you will expect here at the K Marie podcast you know we have experts you will get advice from you will learn you will think you will laugh we just like to have a great time and for those who um know this is going to be the last episode of season three okay so we are wrapping up um we are doing things differently um i'm taking breaks just like a tv show would like a hiatus so to speak um in between seasons because Um, I am a creative and I am working on my first feature film and I need to write my screenplay. (laughs) I do, y'all, I do. And um, amongst other things, but yeah, so we will be back in October. I will let you all know that. Follow us on IG and Facebook with the handles at Marie Podcast and um, just be on the lookout. But throughout the hiatus, I will be, you know, posting things and um just updating you all so i won't go completely silent okay all right so i want to end the season with one of my favorite segments um our center stage segment and our center stage center stage segment is where i bring on other creatives um from poets from um authors from filmmakers we've had rappers some of everybody who is a creative, you know, showcase their talents and let you know of their projects. And we've had some great people on. And today, what you would it would not disappoint. Okay, so my guest today, Ari Lane, is an award-winning poet, mother, actress, writer, and creative, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. What up, though? <laughs> She has performed on stages such as the Detroit Opera House, the Fox Theater, the Music Hall, and many other local venues. She also travels for both performances as well as to compete in poetry slams. Ari believes art heals and breaks down barriers. It is a creative's oxygen and greatest healing tool. Her debut spoken word album, Organized Chaos, Volume 1 can be found on all streaming platforms, streaming now, and I want to play a piece from that said album. It is called Spiritually Lifted, and as soon as Spiritually Lifted is over, the next voice you will hear is uh, me welcoming our guest today. All right, enjoy. You did something to my spirit And I've been right ever since I've been right ever since You did something to my spirit And I've been right ever since No, I've been speak a language I don't think I've ever heard before, yet somehow I understand it. There's something about you that leaves me yearning for more, and damn it, I ain't never felt this before. I swear you must be psychic, 
I'm torn between whether this is really real or just some sort of Jedi mind trick. I've been searching for proof that it isn't real, but never can find it. I would say that you're the person of my dreams, but I never imagined this. How our hands together feel like perfect grip, and when we kiss, I swear, I swear I hear my heart's vault click like your key be the perfect fit and shit. I ain't never felt nothing like this. I'm sober, but you make me feel so high, it's gotta be elite. To feel like this. I mean, this is some Aladdin meets Jasmine magic carpet ride shit. A whole new world is what I see with you. And baby, you fine and all, but this is more than the physical. It's mental, spiritual. This is metaphysical. I'm sure it defies all universal laws, baby. The way you make me feel deserves an applause. Baby, take a bow, but I already know you won't. See, cause you don't do it for the praise or the accolades. You do it cause you want to, and that is so damn sexy. Makes me always just wanna give you the best me. See, you deserve the love you give because yours is a blessing. And if we reap what we sow, then baby, your harvest is plenty. Because of you, my tank is never on empty. This spilling, this spilling is foreign land, but welcoming. Feels like peace, like ancestral dwelling, like somehow I'm supposed to be here. Like house into home, hidden gem, best kept secret awakening. Scales falling from my eyes, perfect vision, baby. You did something to my spirit And I ain't been right ever since Cause what was left was you And since you defy all universal rules Then I guess this is right I guess we are right I guess we make perfect sense Even if we can't make sense of it Our spirits get it See, they know what we don't They know what a divine connection is What it looks like Sounds like Feels like key into lock, click. Y'all, I'm over here doing the snaps. I can only do this. I can't do both. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll be at poetry. I'm like, I can only do one. All right, so everyone help me welcome Ari Lane. Hey, Ari. What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> That's one of my favorite pieces from your um, spoken word album. Um, another favorite of mine is um, My Black Allegiance, and my favorite is Intimacy. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, Intimacy, that was like the first poem that I did. Actually, Intimacy is the poem that like introduced me to mm -hmm. um, the spoken word world. Like I always wrote and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. um, really quick story. Okay. Just really quick. I always tell this story because um, I was just invited to a friend of mine, um, my friend Carmen Michelle, who's also an actress, which is how we we actually met met at a fashion show okay. um, that we did at this uh, senior citizen home. But anywho, we both acted, and so we became friends. We became really good friends, and she was celebrating her birthday, and she was like, "Sis, you gotta come. I'm having an open mic birthday party," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And I was like, well, I guess I'll write something, you know, for yeah. it. Um, and when I went, I, I did this piece and I was like bombarded with so many people like, have you been here? Have you been there? Did you know? And I was like, all these places exist. I didn't know. Mm. And that was a poem that really, as much as I've written, like I was, that was when I found out about like the spoken word community. And that was just in 2019 that was june 2nd 2019 so not that long ago <laughs> no it's not not that long ago at all wow you so you came 
<laughs> you came out the box with intimacy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Y'all, look, I'm telling you, it's on every streaming platform. You know, if you have Amazon Music or whatever, whatever you, you know, streaming platform that you have, um, go ahead and listen to Organized Chaos Volume 1. Buy it. Trust me. You know, if you are, if you love poetry, now this is this is different. I like how you fuse the music with it too. I just, it, I love it. I do. I, I was listening to it. Uh, I went to the your the, the listening um, party that you had for it, and the next day when it was released, because I was at work, I, I bought it. So even though I have the Amazon Unlimited, I really don't have to buy anything. I was like, I'm going to buy it. You know, so I bought it. And um, I was at work. This every single piece hit. Okay, y'all. I mean, it's 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 good. I highly suggest that you you buy it. Okay, so spiritually lifted. The one that the people just heard was that mm-hmm. inspired by someone? <laughs> no. So what it was inspired by is. It was inspired by what I imagine, mm. you know, meeting that special person feels like. Mm. Um, I imagine because I we've all been in like all types of relationships, right? And and I always think like, man, if I was willing to, if I thought this was love, and you know, I can't imagine how it would be in in yeah. in real love. But more importantly, how does that really feel like? What do I what if I'm imagining it mm-hmm. based on all these experiences that I've had? What does that look like or feel like to me? How can I like envision this? So it wasn't inspired by anyone. Okay. It was just it was inspired by the idea of love mm. and and what it could feel like, you know. And uh, when you find that true true love type of feeling, I like that. So we have a mutual friend. Everybody know her on this show. Um, my sister friend, your sister friend, Cameron. So that's how um, that's how we met. And I remember you did. I was like, when did I first meet Ari? Um, when we did our um, our movie review, um, yeah. one of them, and you were you were a guest. Yep. So, uh, yep. So I think it was like you- Mortal Kombat. Yes, 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 (laughs) something like that. Yes, and but my first experience with like your poetry (laughs) actually, when um, I had just just gotten out of a a relationship, um, that was on the track to marriage in a few months, so got out of that. And so Cam was like, Come on, get get out the house we about to we about to um go That's to the cam yeah, right. <laughs> right so she got me and we went to um raw space i thought it was your birthday yeah yeah it was your birthday and um i was just feeling everybody in there you know but when you came on the mic and i was just like wow she is just she she's really good she's really good and one of the um of your pieces that you're known for too is alphabetically you and you did that that was my first time hearing it there i was like did this girl just go from a to z about this brother okay i was like i was impressed (laughs) i was impressed yeah so take us back to the beginning when did you have a love of poetry? When did that develop? So it's it's funny because I actually just um, actually just finished a piece, kind of paying homage to my relationship with poetry, mm. and um, it's very interesting. Life has this way of coming full circle because when I was a little girl, like really young, um, my grandmother taught me my first poem. Mm. And I always tell this story because it, it, it really, when I really think about it, it was the birth of my relationship with spoken word because she did not teach me from a piece of paper or book, 
but she taught it to me by memory. She taught hmm. she taught me uh, my first poem, which was Myself by Edgar Guest, which is a really awesome poem. And um, she, she would sit there, we'd sit in her living room and we all had our own poem. I had a poem, my brother had a poem and my sister had a poem and we would just, um, we would sit in her living room and she would go oh, go through it stanza by stanza, mm-hmm. line by line. And, and that was how I learned my first poem was actually, I've never read that poem. I did not read that poem for the first time until I was a full grown adult. Hmm. Um, never read it for the first time until I was fully grown, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is crazy. But I learned it. I learned it by um, I learned it from my grandmother, and so that was the start of my relationship with poetry. And like after that, through the years, I would like write. I loved writing. I always liked to write. That mm-hmm. was always a thing for me. And I would write some poetry here and some journaling there, short stories. I was on all the fan fiction Uh um, things. I was that person. I don't know if you remember the message boards back in the day, but like, (laughs) you know, I was writing the little stories like part one. They like, oh, where's part two? You know, (laughs) all that stuff. So I always loved writing and I Mm -hmm. always wrote. I wrote songs a lot when I was mm-hmm. young because I was going to be a singer, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the goal. The goal was not, oh, I'm going to grow up and do poetry. Um, but I always, I wrote songs, a lot of songs, and um, I wrote poems, but they were more so just my outlet, in a okay. sense. And then when I moved into adolescence, um, I would occasionally perform some of the things that I wrote here and there with, um, at um, I call her my god mom, but we um, we did. She was my double dutch coach and everything. And anyway, okay. she had a um, open mic that she did at the Northland Mall. Rest in peace, Northland. Um, <laughs> but in a bookstore in there, and occasionally I would do pieces there. And then I, you know, moved into my high school age, and I would. We had um, my drama teacher, Miss Talaferro. She would do these. Um, Every, I think it was like every few weeks, she have what's called Kumba Day. And, you know, a lot of people are familiar with Kumba creativity from Kwanzaa. And so it would be on Fridays and we would do creative things. And I would start to share some of my pieces there, but never really anything serious. I was more into like choir. And Mm -hmm. then by 11th grade, it was choir and acting. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have fallen in love with theater at that point, and that was where I was at. And so um, graduating high school, moving forward, what I would do is like every now and again, like every year and a half or every other year, like I would post like a video of a poem that I just felt the need to get out. And I would just put it on my Facebook and it would like get a lot of responses Mm -hmm. and shares and Back then, I don't really think I thought uh, thought much of it. I used to be like, oh, that's what's up. Y'all like it. Cool. Right. You know, <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, But I never thought any further past it. And and so I but I still wrote and I still, you know, enjoyed sharing, you know, what I would write uh, occasionally. But it wasn't something that I did on a frequent basis. OK. And. Yeah, like 29. No, so I take that back. So before we got to 2019, when I discovered this world in 2018 or 20, early 2018 or late 2017, um, I lost a friend of mine Hmm. to um, to suicide. Hmm. And at the time, I was uh, being a friend to a friend who was, even though that was a friend of mine, they were way closer to them. That was their first love. And Mm. um, I'm being a friend, right? You know, Mm. when you're being that support system, when you're being that support system for someone else, then you wonder, um, then you wonder, where do I, I needed an outlet. And so I wrote. And that was where my piece, Untitled, um, came from which Cameron um, 
was one of the actresses in the video for me. I've seen that. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a mental health awareness, suicide mm-hmm. awareness piece that is a conversation or what would be like this dialogue, so to speak, from both perspectives, from both the um, the person that does or is um, contemplating or does ultimately make that decision of suicide, but also from the perspective of the friend um, Mm -hmm. who doesn't know or doesn't take like certain things seriously. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here we are, it's May, it's Mental Health Awareness Mm -hmm. Month, so Mm -hmm. perfect, we're talking about this. Um, It was, and so I, my spirit was like, I went to recite it and share it well, before I shared it, I went to recite it and I saw this video. I was like, wow, this is like a story and it needs to be shared. And I, I shared it with like two other people and they were like, are you making this into a video? Like before, because I, I didn't share my thoughts with anyone because I just wanted an honest opinion. Yeah. That was always the first response. And so I'm like, okay, this is confirmation. And so I made my first short Film, spoken word short film which um we were nominated um we were nominated for eclipse award award um and grand rapids and uh that was really awesome and so that was the introduction a little bit of that introduction into me delving deeper into that spoken word where where i found that i could marry my love for acting and mm-hmm. and you know and um poetry together because they kind of worked hand in hand. Yeah, they do. And and so a couple opportunities kind of came up and I took um and then um and that was 2018. And then in 2019 was when we got the nomination and after that in June was when I wrote intimacy for my friend's party, which I told you. Mm-hmm. And so that was the catapult of like this career journey of of poetry. But poetry has been a part of my life. I say all that to say it's been a part of my life forever. As long as I can remember when I really sit back and when I finally sat back and really realized it, I'm like, I've poetry's always kind of been there, you know, Kind of like I friend zoned it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like I friend zoned it. Like you cool, you know? right? <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, I'll be here waiting when you're ready, right? <laughs> right, just hanging around, right, until you get the realization. Like, you know, oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're the one, right? <laughs> How dare I ignore you? So is it safe? Was your was your grandmother? Was she a poet? Did she like poetry, or she just did she write it, or did she just just a lover um, of it? My grandmother was a lot of things. Uh, she was. I don't know how much poetry she actually wrote, but she is known um, for always like, and she was really um, heavy in church, and so. Everyone, especially that grew up with like my mom mm-hmm. and in the church with them, like the first thing they say when I make my post is, oh, your grandmother, she had the best. She, you know, it reminds me of when she did the creation. Mm-hmm. And and that's um one of the pieces that she would do in church and teach to all the neighborhood kids because they would all come to her house and and I'm like, yeah, it's just like when she did the creation. No one did the creation like she did. But she was so she was a great orator and speaker. Mm. And she also was a minister and, and a teacher. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she wrote some things. I know my mom wrote a lot of poetry. Okay. Shout out to Jennifer Lane. If I don't <laughs> say her name, she's gonna be like, but no, hey, I'm mom. kidding. I love my mom, but my mom, <laughs> she wrote poetry like um when I was younger and she tells she tells me like you know I have books and pages and all this stuff of poetry that I used to write and and so it's interesting so I always say like I think that it was a gift that I got from from my grandmother mm-hmm. and my mom mm-hmm. and um interestingly enough I feel like I learned about presence from my grandfather who was like a man of very few words but like 
he didn't have to say much. You know, he was the epitome of what's understood. Don't have to be explained. Okay. Yes. You know, a lot of our granddaddies was like that. Yeah. Very <laughs> communicative without having to say yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a thing for me, that's presence. Mm. That that is when someone embodies their presence and the energy around them so much so that it conveys a message and it it it's able to speak for them without yes. them even having to open their mouths. That's yes. power. Yes, it is. So. I'm I'm like you too. My my mother, she she's a great she poet. Um, she's when I was small, she used to write poetry. She had a whole bunch of poetry, and you know, little girls want to be like their mothers you know, want to mm-hmm. emulate them so I would like try to you know write me a poem you know because I knew that she wrote poems and like for me because I, I like you I've always been I'm, I write um short stories write songs and stuff like mm-hmm. that but for me like my mom you know because I get that from her the, the writing I mean anything term papers essay paper you know this any type of writing I loved it <laughs> you know but um like for poetry I have for me because it's not um, like I love it, but like only write it like if I am feeling inspired. You know, I know like when you really like have the gift, whatever you can just 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 go like you know just write because that's how I am with short stories. I just get an idea, boom, just write, write, write. But with poetry, it's like I have to be inspired by something. So I have a few little poems, but I admire your your cadence you know how you put it together mm-hmm. you know it's just I, I just I love that you out here Jill Scott in it I mean just you I mean seriously I, just, I love Jill Scott her, her poetry too so but um she's awesome she is awesome so at what exact moment did you actually like fall in love with poetry like this yeah this is what mm. I'm supposed to do that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I remember the exact moment, but I think it's a string of moments. What makes me love poetry and and stay connected with it, mm-hmm. like stay in love with it, is that feeling that I feel when, um, when like I I write something. And and I'm going over it, and I'm like, I get this feeling like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> like this has to be shared, and and, and you know, I, I I'm excited about my my work when mm-hmm. I write it. I'm not excited about every single piece. Some pieces, there's some poems that the world will never hear. Um, I, I was just about to say, is there some poetry that you just keep for yourself? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There are pieces that um, that I learned were just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some pieces that I realized not necessarily were they, they weren't necessarily just for me, but they were like building blocks. And, you know, some everything is not going to be something that you perform or that you publish or yeah. um, sometimes writing is just writing. It's it's release and yeah and, and necessary you know yeah. <laughs> and so I think I fall in love with it consistently because I um I think I fall in love with it consistently because I love uh, I just thoroughly enjoy painting pictures and when I feel like certain pieces just like make me smile and I just be like oh man this is I love this I can't wait to share it um so which piece which piece did that which piece did that um that first piece which piece like so interestingly enough intimacy I was just I I liked intimacy and I thought it was great I didn't expect necessarily to get the response I initially got from it. I think the first piece that I was like like intimacy was the thing that was like, hmm, we could probably write some more stuff. Let's, let's write. Let's like, let's, 
you know, let's let's pull out some old stuff and let's write some new stuff. But um, I think so. Let's see. Definitely. So I was. It's so many pieces that I have that experience with. But alphabetically, you. Mm. I was excited about alphabetically you because I'm really big on challenging myself. Okay, I know that and, was a challenge. Um, I was like the challenge of it. It wasn't necessarily writing it. It was more so. So I don't know if you're familiar. There's a rapper called Papoose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So Papoose, dope, great lyricist, mm-hmm. right? Um, He came out with this freestyle like years ago yeah. Yeah. called Alphabetical Slaughter. And I remember when I heard it then, I was like, yo, this is dope. This is so cool. I've always been a fan of lyricists. Like I've always yes. been a fan <laughs> of writers. So yes. like, you know, while some people have, you know, I can debate all day about favorites, but I was like, I'm like, I love hip hop, right? I'm like, I'm Nas over Jay Z, and no Girl. shade to Jay Z, but that's just me, you know. Yes. I like listening to Most Death, and so I had a different taste yes. in, in, in in things, and so I heard that. And that was real dope. And I was like, it'd be really cool if, like, what he did was dope. But mm-hmm. I want to do it where there's no, there every letter transitions into the next one. I don't want to use any filler words that mm-hmm. don't start with that letter. So, like, for those who don't know, like, filler words are like the, mm-hmm. it, this, and, you know, it, and all those little and whatever those are filler words and so my goal was like fluently flow and tell a story without having to take breaks to connect your words with words that don't start with that letter and so coming up with it wasn't bad funny story i always tell people i wrote that poem memorized it and realized that i was completely completely missing was it a j i was missing a a letter like j or k one of those letters was missing and i was like and i had fully memorized it Mm. and i was like something's not i didn't know what it was because i was excited i'm like yeah and at one point some at some point something in my head was like something's missing Mm -hmm. and i was like you're missing a whole doggone letter. And like, if you're like me and I, I'm like, there's somebody. Cause I've had a lot of people say, nobody was going to catch it. I oh, said, somebody's gonna catch no, it. someone's going to catch it because when you do stuff like this, people are following along, following along, waiting. Yeah. To see, oh, that was good, but they didn't do letters. Such right. and such stuff, right. You know, Oh, you know, somebody's going to catch that. I said, no, somebody was going to catch it. I wasn't <laughs> chancing it on that. And, and you know, I have a, a thing about when I present things, I want it to be at its best. And so yes. that wouldn't have been enough that, oh, no one would catch it. Because for me, I caught it. Yeah. And it bothered me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that was probably one of the first poems that I started feeling those things for. But I definitely... Um, any poem that I've ever performed, I felt that way about at some point when I wrote it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to share this. Any poem I've ever performed, I've had that moment with, like, if I've ever shared it, I've went through this moment of, um, with the exception of, I have one exception, and that it was a piece that I performed for me. And um, it was just a piece um that was personal for me, but it was also, it, it dealt with, um, it dealt with dealing with autoimmune disorders and, it, and this, this relationship that I've had with, um, keeping it so long to myself and carrying it so long for myself. And, um, because that was my way of controlling how people wanted to perceive me being ready or capable or things Mm -hmm. like that. And I remember it was almost like you don't realize that you're being held captive to something until you realize how hard it is for you to actually talk about it. That's true. 
And that was one of those things I said, I, I, I've only performed it like maybe twice. And, but I, I performed it. That was something that it wasn't like I had this aha moment, but it was also a, a chance for me to, to own, own it for myself. Mm, I get, and get it out yeah. if that makes sense yeah it does it does okay all right so your take us through the process of coming up with your first spoken word album how was that oh it was it was <laughs> a journey yeah um I had like I had all these names and I was like, what am I going to name it? And it's crazy because Organized Chaos came from a conversation with with my sis, with Carmen, and we're on the phone. Me and Carmen Michelle were talking. I'm like, I got these names. And I'm like, still on the fence. And I know I want this and I want that. Initially, I wanted to do um, a bunch of collaborations. Um, And then I said, well, my spirit was like, well, the first thing you need to do is uh get what you have out and then build the rest and i was like all right all right let's do that all right you know sometimes you have them conversations with yourself like okay crawl for you walk crawl for you walk (laughs) right because we have so many like ideas yeah bring it back (laughs) it's like you can still do that but like this first and so um I, i was like okay let me choose and I was like, I'm going to write a couple things. I wanted, I was like, I want some new stuff and I want some older things. And, and I was like, I want it to be this journey. And I'm talking to her. I'm like, so I got this name and I got that name. And I was like, but girl, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just organized chaos. So, it was, and, <laughs> and she was like, that's the name. That's, that's what you should call it. And I was like, you think so? I was like, you know what? That's perfect because it, it describes me perfectly. Like I am absolutely organized chaos. Like my mom and I butt heads because she'll be like, girl, she'll go move and stuff. I'll be like, but I knew where it was. Right. There's no way you could no, I knew where it was. I know that that pile of papers next to that um book, that notebook over there and the pen is all I but I knew exactly where in that pile what I needed was I knew you know it's right. it's my my chaos but it is organized in my way and I think I also think very organized chaotically mm-hmm. like where I am there are a bunch of moving pieces and they only make sense to me you know but my goal is to take that and make it make sense for yeah. everyone else and I and I'm able to do that because, well, it's mine. So I know how to share it in a way that it can be received. And so that, so that was the start. It was the title. And then it was like, well, I had all this stuff. And I was like, we got to chop all this. We're not doing all this can't be on one. Mm-hmm. All right. Like you can come out with a deluxe, a later volume two. So how many, how many, how many, like, did you, did you have or, Initially, yeah, initially, I was choosing from initially I was choosing from like 20 um pieces. So I was like, and I knew that I wanted to write some, which I was like, all right, so let's pick and choose here. And I was like, I have to give like there are some that I absolutely knew. I, I was like, these have to be here. Like, people are going to be looking for these. Like, alphabetically, you people are going to be looking for that. Right. They're going to be like, <laughs> this has, like, why is this not on here? Right. People have already asked me prior to that, like, is this recorded anywhere? Can I listen to some? Mm. Like, okay. So there were some pieces that I knew had to be there for the sake of um, the public and those who are going to support, right? Yeah. Like, you want to make sure what they want is there. And then it was like, I want, I don't want it to be all old stuff. And, and so I had to be very strategic then as well with when, what I was going to put out, um, even just going out and performing and, and things like that in preparation, because if I give it too soon before the album comes out, then it's not mm-hmm. something new for mm-hmm. the album. 
Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then some things I came up with, like, um, like the finishing pieces and decided last minute, like, you know, I should record this um, in the studio, um, just talking to my producer, shout out to Mel Melodic, Melodic Mel, he's a great producer. Um, and who he's the person who helped me come up with the, the, um, the background vocals and how mm-hmm. I would make that for spiritually lifted. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I want it to be this, you know, so there was that, that part of it, create that, like what's going to have a backdrop to it and mm-hmm. what doesn't need a backdrop and how are you going to transition? I had to think about all of that in that process. Like how are these going to transition from, okay, you're going from relationships, this introspective, this love this right, right how is this all gonna flow in this organized chaos right. of yours <laughs> it still needs to be a journey that doesn't feel like it's all over the place yeah. you know so organizing the chaos <laughs> <laughs> and uh and sitting talking you know talking to peers that i respected friends getting you know i asked people like what is this what is what are some some pieces that you would want to hear on my my first spoken word album like i i asked because you know why not you have you got to ask questions yeah, you do um i wanted it to be something that people wanted i knew that some people would support and they would want to hear but i ultimately wanted it to have things that people were looking forward to you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and they're like oh i've been waiting to have this so i can listen to it whenever i want to listen to it and um there were some pieces that i i recorded that i didn't put on the album um for different reasons part of the reasons um were i i felt like they weren't once I finished them and I have kind of started moving songs around and figuring out how I wanted it to flow. I said, you know what? That's not for this. That's not for this particular collection. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I want to share it and all this stuff, it's not for this. And so, so I have about at least four, at least four other um, pieces that I recorded that didn't even make the the cut, if you will. So, so was it, you think it's going to be in uh, volume two or the subsequent um, volumes? Um, very likely, very yeah. likely, especially because um, at least two of them are not pieces that I perform very often. Hmm. Um, and so that'll be a nice treat, but it's all, they're pieces that people love when they hear them but I don't perform them very often so okay. um and one like one is like this letter to myself it's actually the only poem that I've ever struggled memorizing <laughs> and I don't really have that I, I don't know why exactly but it's the only one it is the only one that mm-hmm. I struggle memorizing the in entirety I've never had that issue just with this one particular piece. And I love it. I love it so much. And it deals with empathy and, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just reminding us to, to have empathy. Yeah, and uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And when I share it, it is enjoyed, but it did not make the cut. It just, I didn't have a place that I felt like it worked and fit for this group. So mm-hmm. yeah. Those pieces will very likely, if I don't know if all of them will, mm-hmm. but one or two might yeah, make okay. it on the next one. All right. You know, give us something to look forward to for the next one and next yeah. ones. Okay. So talk about um, your being a, an award winning poet, because I know you do different um, poetry slams and because I know you won one um here in in detroit right so uh yes so okay (laughs) so yes i am i have accolades (laughs) you know i do a little 
little bit, little bit. Um, so I was uh, the last two years. I was a finalist in the Motown Mike competition. Um, last year I came in second. This year I came in third. Um, but we placed. We, we won a award. Um, but also had really great opportunities. Shout out to Motown Museum and Motown and and Hitsville Next, uh, which is their outreach branch of um of the museum. And mm-hmm. I have been afforded so many opportunities. I've met so many um just great people, uh, both from the community and outside of the community. You know, we got this year we were given these amazing photo shoots um, for our just branding and building. And I mean, they did our makeup and, you know, it was a full, the photos like the were our treatment. Uh, it was full. Okay. I felt, <laughs> I, and, and when I say like the makeup was amazing. Okay. <laughs> It was, listen, I didn't want to take it off. I said, it's too bad Girl. I'm single because this is date night. Like, this, it was giving. It was giving. Don't you love um, that? Like, when you have a nice beat, it's like, you just lay down, like, don't, I just, I just. You don't, don't even want to take it, it off. <laughs> Be like, I need to find something to do. That was yes. awesome. <laughs> I came home and made, and made TikTok. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay, that, that was good. I was like, we're gonna do something. We're gonna do some reels on Instagram. Show off his face. You know, yes. <laughs> um, we're gonna get some use out of this. Um, but yeah, and so, but even uh, outside of that, just like the mentors, um, we got mentors. My mentor was uh, one single rose who was absolutely oh, I like her. She's amazing. I like uh, she her. does it all, and which is why I love her so much. On top of her dope spirit, and mm-hmm. and she has such a heart for people, and and um, she she's a poet, she's an actress, she's a writer, director, producer, singer. You know, I'm like. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up, girl. <laughs> like, I want to be like you. No, she's amazing. So it was really awesome to have her as my mentor. I was a little nervous. And it's funny because when you're, this is like, yeah, we see each other mm-hmm. in these poetic streets. But um, because I look up and respect her so much, like, I'm like, okay. So I hope I hope that she likes this my entry piece. Like I hope she is she likes it and can see my vision. And you really want them. You really are hoping, you know. And that was a journey too. You want them to like it, but yeah. also like I had to learn. Like it's not that, I, and I love criticism and critique, and mm-hmm. you know. But I had to learn to mourn things that did not serve purpose. You know, so in growing and you have a mentor, you understand that their intent and their goal, the reason that they're there is to help you yeah. and to and help bring you to the next level. Um, you have to be open. You have to be open to that journey. And so that was new for me, but it was a really great journey. And I'm glad that I got to do it with her. Um, mm-hmm. It has also afforded me the privilege. Um, last year, we had the opportunity of doing a master class with the legend, the living legend, Mr. Smokey Robinson. Okay. Which was absolutely amazing. I was able to With Mr. Ice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was able to ask my question directly to him. And uh-huh. he responded to me. I still have like the videos. I look at them, <laughs> you know, as yes, just for reassurance, listening to hear his journey. But outside of that, I do slams like around around the US and I've I've got a lot of um I won first I just won first place in the Cincinnati Poetry Slam in mm-hmm. March, which was awesome. Um I did the I did the Gods and Goddesses Slam last year. That was one of my bigger slams. Okay. That was my first really big slam outside of doing the Motown slam. But that was in Rockford, Illinois. And um I came in second and this was up against poets from all over the, you know, from North Carolina and St. Louis and Chicago and Tennessee. And so all over. And so that was really awesome. A great experience that um, Goddess Warrior Poet did really great. And 
um, just winning and placing second place, third place. Like that was my last year this year. We're claiming a lot more number ones, but just to be in a position to win awards and, um, and finances, you know, that's good too. (laughs) It's always nice to, to, it's always nice to, I mean, it is nice to, to, to get money from what you love to do. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's keep it all the way real. I mean, that, that's like, that's the goal to actually make, uh, make a living off of something that you love. So, and I think we have to speak that more. Like, I, I, I don't understand, you know, people like, well, it's just, no, no, no. I want to be paid. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be paid for doing what you love. And who At says all. that you can't? We come from a time where that was kind of, you know, I ain't going to say we were lied to. I think they were lied to. And so the only thing that the world at the time could do was kind of teach us what it knew mm-hmm. and, and that the arts wasn't, they weren't viable right. um, opportunities that, but I, I know for a fact that your gifts will absolutely make room for you. These opportunities, you know, uh, getting booked, just, just going and getting booked. And and I just did a show in Chicago, which was really awesome. And and it it was, it was, it was awesome in the sense of, I was already going out there to support a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, let me see what's going on out here. And, you know, to be asked, to extend your stay um, to do an event that they're going to pay you for. Um, that was really like, that was a moment for me. Like, wow, like y'all want, y'all are okay. I was there like, what's your price? What was it? How, how, and that was, that was like an eye opener for me. Cause it's like, y'all want me? Like y'all could have <laughs> been like, oh, she only staying this long, you know, but, but to be asked like, Hey, look, we want you. That was really awesome. And, um, that's been a great experience. Um, having people reach out, I've had, this journey has been very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I like, I go through this stage of, I guess, I guess what people are calling it imposter syndrome sometimes. Right. And it's like, I, my family tells me like, you don't give yourself enough props. And my friend was like, what? You don't give yourself enough props. I'm like, I'm all right. They're like, no, all right. Like people message you. I'd be like, okay. Like, you know, it's cool. You know, I I was booked. Now this, this opportunity last year, I was booked for a birth, uh, a bridal shower. Okay. And, um, it was by, um, this lady's sister and she emailed me and she was like, you're my sister's favorite poet. Like mm-hmm. she really loves you, you know, and I really want to book you. And, and I want it to be a surprise. Like you're going to be the surprise guest. She's not going to know that you're coming. And I, I was just kind of like, is this real? You know? Right. And, and so we get here, we get, and so the new, the year comes, they booked me like way last year. And it was, the event was, the top of March and she's just like no like I'm really like I'm really one of the biggest fans I'm just so excited I'm sorry and I was just like really like (laughs) all right me Me? I mean I'm all right but it was really humbling but it's 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 wild but I I appreciate that and it's the type of stuff that makes you be like okay you know, and she's like, I've been to almost every one of your performances. And I'm just oh, like, wow. wow, like that is like literally like that's awesome. And I don't I'm like, I don't know how to receive it sometimes. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm learning. I'm learning to and just it's, it's OK to say thank you. you. Yeah. When people yeah. give you your flowers to say, just say thank you. You ain't got to downplay it. You exactly. ain't got to. I'm working and I'm growing and I'm just okay. like, you know what? Thank you. Okay, Thank good. You. Good. Cause it's, it's going to be a lot more of that. So yes. <laughs> I receive that. <laughs> I mean, it is. So what is like, what is your ultimate goal when it comes to, um, 
your creativity. Not necessarily because you're you're more than a poet. So you do yeah. you do other things. So what is your ultimate goal? What would be the thing that said, you know what? I made it. Um, I don't know if there's a I made it mark for me, um, but it's definitely to be able to to share my art in whatever um facet that it, it is conveyed on, whether that's acting, writing, poetry, performing, whatever, but to be able to just give that to the world, to offer my perspective and be able to paint stories that people can connect to mm -hmm. and relate to. And to be able to share that with as many people as I can, uh, the love of, of, of what we do and how we, you know, as a creative, right? Like mm -hmm. we have all these different um, facets to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just want to create and give people something that they can enjoy and feel good about. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be warm and fuzzy stuff, but right. that, that, that you can think about, you know, that resonates always want to give people things that resonate in some capacity. I like so, that. yeah, I like that. Okay. So as we wrap up, tell the people, where they can find you. Um, you know, so like if they want to check you out there, they're local. Everybody know I'm in I'm Metro Detroit, but um, if they want to check you out um, in Metro Detroit, Detroit, or even, you know, when you go out to other states. So how would someone be like, where's Ari going to be this weekend? <laughs> so, okay. So let's get this started. As I like <laughs> to tell people, you can find me, Ari Lane, on all platforms. On I like to tell people, so first of all, that's A-R-R-I-E-L-A-N-E. And on Facebook, you're going to put a space between the two. And on Instagram or Twitter, you're going to squish them together. Just squish them together, put a space on Facebook. And you can find me as well on YouTube. But... um. You also, because if you don't know, as our lovely host, she is rocking some merch of mine, her ancestral drip. Crop top. Yes. It's her crop. Crop hoodie. Uh, yes, crop hoodie. <laughs> and so um, I also have t-shirts, hoodies. Um, I also have another brand called I'm magic. Um, <laughs> that being said, I do. My website is back up so you can order online at ariesLane.com. You can find out any information. If you go to my, uh, my Instagram, so go to my website for merch and things like that. We're getting all the dates and stuff. We're going to get all that stuff up to the website, but that is a process and I am learning this. And, you know, independent artists, we out here thugging it out, right. doing right. it ourselves. Right. Um, but if you want to know, I do have some events coming up. I have a lot of events coming up in June around the Detroit area, as well as a couple out-of-state things. So if you want to stay up to date with that, you want to go to my Instagram, Ari Lane, and click the link in my bio. That is my link tree. That's going to have the links to where you can get tickets for um, events that I have coming up. I have an event coming up on the 21st this month. That is a poetry painting with a poetic twist. Mm. I love it, right? That's going to be really dope with some really great mm. artists as well. Uh, other poets, Jew Hall, Vonnie Peel, Inspire Her. It's going to be really great. Um, and we're going to get our paint on and our poetry on like and that. have a great time. A lot of Juneteenth events coming up. So go to my Instagram, Ari Lane, A-R-R-I-E-L-A-N-E, -E, and you will find me and that's where you find me everywhere. I'll keep it simple. <laughs> and I will have all of her information in the um, episode description. So Ari, I want to thank you for coming on and being my guest for the last show of the season. And again, y'all, I will be back in October. 
But Ari, thank you so much. And um, I'm going to have to uh, see when, see if I can squeeze in that um, poetry and paint. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you for having me and, oh, and no congratulations thank you thank you for coming on and you know out your out your um busy day and i really appreciate it don't take that lightly when people um take time for me so i thank you so much likewise thank you i right. appreciate you <laughs> okay so don't click out just yet but everybody else thank you so much season three has been great Okay. And season four will be even better when I come back mm -hmm. in October. So again, everybody, you know, click like, share, follow, do all of that good stuff. Uh, Kicking it with K Marie podcast on every streaming platform, except for title, but everywhere else. And uh, I will see you. It's been a joy. Uh, I will see you season four. Thanks, Ari, again. Bye, y'all. Bye, Oh, let's go, let's go. It's time to turn up your radio. Turn up the radio. Just so you, just so you know, you're kicking it with K. That's all I'm gonna say. You're here now.